Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Remember, I talked last week that which one do you love? Do you love life or death? There, there's just some people, you know, I love everybody. I do. But there's just some people, Brandon, I don't want to be around. Because all they're talking about is what's wrong with them. Nothing right. And you steer them to, well, the goodness of the Lord is. Then they use that three-letter word, but. But. And well, see, I preached that one time, get your butts out of the way, but you know. But I was, I'm, pre- I'm preaching on watch your mouth. And anybody remember the first four from last week without looking at your paper? Anybody remember them? The first one was blessing, right? Okay, when I say it, I'd like for you to say it too. Blessing, anointing, power, and victory. Blessing, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Hmm. You know, since this ain't live or anything, I wonder what do Catholics do with that? Since they take a, a vow of, of uh, poverty. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Anointing, Isaiah, where he destroys the yoke because of the anointing. And then power, Luke 10, 19. I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Victory for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now, you that weren't here last week, when I give these points, and, and I'm giving these points so they go from here to here, and I want you to repeat them with me so they go from here to here. Okay? Blessing. All of us now. Blessing. Anointing. Power. Victory. Protection. Everybody say protection. Protection. God protects us. Pastor talks about from time to time, he says, you know, uh, when we were teenagers, uh, so many times the Lord protected us from wrecks and all these sorts of things, and he did. He has. He has protected us. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 84, verse 11, says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. That word shield there is protector. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Okay. If all that's going on in your life is bad, the first thing you do is you check in here. Are you walking uprightly? And there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? No, I'm not walking uprightly, but I'm going to start walking uprightly. Lord, forgive me. It's, it's very simple. We make the gospel so, so, so difficult when it really is a simple gospel. So he is a protector. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield, which is a protector. Okay? He will protect you, not just from the wiles of the devil, but he'll protect you from the words of people sometimes. Sometimes they just, and I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself on this part, but sometimes there's people say things and they hurt. They do. But he will protect you. Anybody have his protection? Okay. Can you? Mm-hmm. I thought about that. Mm-hmm. Danielle's going home. I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it had not been for the Lord, she would not be here. I'm just saying that. And, am I right? Absolutely, and the Lord did protect her. Uh, there, I know there's three times 
in my life when I was younger that if the Lord hadn't protected me in my car, I would not be here. One time I was going from Washington onto Maple Expressway, and I don't know if it was night or day, but anyway, it must have been toward the night because the roads were slick or something, and I hit a patch of ice, and I was going in the left lane, hit the patch of ice, and I went this way toward that wall. You know that wall that's right there on the Maple Expressway right there at the, at the railroad tracks? And the only thing that stopped me was the curb, okay? There was an, anybody knows where Hay Street is? Okay. Uh, anybody know where Sam's co- floor covering is? Okay. I was going up that back road, Sam's floor covering. So you go up there and you turn right and you go around there to go down College Street the rest of the way. And when you turn that corner, there's a little hill right there. Well, something happened. I hit something. And I ended up going up on that hill like this, you know, and the Lord protected me again. The Lord will protect you, but don't test him. Don't test him. Don't say, I'm going to go 100 miles an hour and the Lord will protect me. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Because if he protects you from uh, an accident, he may not protect you from the court cost that's going to cost you on the speeding ticket. Because let me tell you, the speeding ticket isn't as much as the court cost. Can anybody testify to that? Oh, the rest of your saints, don't look at me like that. I was on my way. I'll go ahead and confess it. I was on my way to go see Sister Williams. I was on my way ministry, doing ministry. On the highway. I'm sorry? (laughs) Broke the law. Well, you know, you know, my Toyota, well, I don't want to. Do what? That's right. That's right. And that's true. So I'm going, and bless Pat, there was a car in front of me. Was it in front of me? I'm trying to figure because he, he, stopped, he stopped him first. And, 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 oh, that's what, he was in front of me because he stopped him, or he stopped both of us. He went like this, like pull over. And unfortunately, I was going a little bit fast. And, and the speeding ticket wasn't as bad as the court cost. But anyway, that's the last time, uh, that's the last time I broke the law that bad. <laughs> and and let me, the reason I say that is because usually I'll set my, and I set my, or my cruise control every time on the highway now because of that. I set it at 73 or 74. Anybody else? We, yeah, really. Okay, me and Pastor Jim and Lola. Thank you, Lola, right there. Yeah, thank you. The Lord will protect you, but we've got to use common sense. Amen. So blessing. Okay, you missed it there. Come on, let's wake up. Okay, blessing, anointing, power, victory, protection. I'm saying these things because these are 10 things. I've actually got 11. There are 11 things that you can speak over your family each and every day. And once you get them into your spirit, you're not going to have to strive to remember them because they'll come automatically. The next one that I have is healing. Thank you. Everybody say healing. Healing. Okay. Do we believe in healing? Then how come you're not laying hands on people and they'd be healed? Yes, we are. We are. But I'm talking about at Kroger and Walmart. You know, they, they think we're crazy anyway. You know, and we might as well do the work of the gospel and not care what they think, right? Whoever they are. You know, and most of the time, the people think we're crazy are other church people, but I'll move on a little bit. Healing. Somebody say healing. 
Psalm chapter 103, verse 1 through 3 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I'm reading verses 1 and 2 because it goes with 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. That's where we stumble sometimes. We forget what the Lord has done for us. You know, the Bible says forgetting those things which are behind, yeah, and press toward the mark. But there are memorial stones back in the Old Testament they built in the river to remember, remind them what God had done. And God builds memorial stones in our lives so we can go back and remember, hey, God brought me through that. He's going to bring me through this, right? Verse 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Say all. All thine iniquities who healeth all thy diseases. The word healeth there means cures, which is a process, or makes whole, which is a complete healing. There's a difference between healing and making whole, right? The lepers, the lepers, nine of them were healed. The one that went back and gave thanks was made whole, the Bible says. And there is a difference. So, blessing, come on, blessing, anointing, power, victory, protection, and healing. Psalm 143, verse three, uh, 147, verse 3 says, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Now, the word healeth there is the same one as in Psalm 103, verse 3, where it says, He cures the broken in heart. He makes whole the broken in heart. He makes whole those that are crushed. He makes whole those that are hurt. He makes whole those that are destroyed. And this is where I was getting a little bit ahead of myself earlier. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Are you crushing people by what you say? Or are you lifting them up? Are you hurting them by what you say? Or are you lifting them up? Are you, God forbid, destroying people by what you say? See, it's so very important that we watch what we say. Because what you say could very well hurt them. And, there, you know, when, when you scratch yourself or you run into, you ever run into a door frame you knew there's for 20 years, but you ran into it anyway? That hurts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've run into shelves and all that stuff. You know, I have a, I have a desk in my office at, at home, and I have a, it's a hutch. Well, there's two, there's a, a glass door that you flip up, and it catches, you know, and then one on this side. And more times than I care to think, I've left this one up, and I've got up to get out of my seat and hit my head right there. And it hurts because it's right on the corner, you know? So those things hurt. But these things hurt. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself again, so please excuse this. But I want to encourage you that if you have been hurt, forgive them. Forgive them. A lot of times when pastors praying for someone for them to be saved, he'll do the he'll do the sinner's prayer for forgive me of my sins as I forgive them. <clears throat> and sometimes I'll even go further when I'm praying for someone and say, you know, name them 
if you can, name them. But, you know, when I said that, some, some people's minds went right back to that person who hurt them. And the way that you can tell a lot of times when you have really forgiven them is when it doesn't hurt. And sometimes it is a process. Can I get a witness? It is a process. But can I tell you that the Bible says he healeth the hurt. He healeth the crushed. He healeth the destroyed. And he binds up their wounds. And the word wounds there means griefs. Griefs. You know, pastor, you know, you know, sometimes if you just get around him and listen to him, you'll grab nuggets. You'll grab nuggets from him. And I do that. I grab nuggets because he tells people, he said, you know, grieve. When, when, when your loved one passes, grieve. Take time to grieve, you know. But he, he talks about, he said, take however long you want. But if it begins to be elongated grief, let's come talk, right? Because you never get over when they pass. You don't. But the fact that they're in his presence makes all the difference in the world. Amen? Amen? Amen. Blessing? Blessing? Anointing? Power? Victory? Protection? Healing, deliverance, deliverance. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 39, verse 17, But I will deliver thee in that day, saith the Lord, and thou shalt not be given into the hand of the men of whom thou art afraid. Okay, let me read it to you a little bit different. But I will snatch away thee in that day. But I will defend thee in that day. I will preserve thee in that day. I will recover thee in that day. I will rescue without fail thee in that day. See, when he goes on a rescue mission, it succeeds every time. If you let him. You know, sometimes people like to keep that hurt. They take identity with that, you know. But let it go. Forgive it. You know, that uh, Frozen. I've never watched the whole movie all the way through. But I have this big screen TV in my office that I never turn on. Don't tell anybody I said that. But Because I, I, I have my little iPad on my desk, and it's behind me and all this sort of thing. But every so often, you know, Emma will come in and say, I want to watch Disney or Mickey or something like that. So I'll turn it on. And then we'll flip through it, and we get to Frozen. And so, you know, I'm watching all this, and it's just let it go. Let it go. You know, sometimes we're, we joke with people, let it go. And sometimes it's hard to let it go because the, deep, the hurt is so deep. But can I tell you, when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, he let it go. He had every right. Every right to call 12 legions of angels from heaven who were standing at the bit, I think. I think they were right on the very edge of their tip. I believe they were. But Jesus loved the Father that much, and God loved us that much. So I encourage you that when you're hurt and crushed deeply, please know that he will snatch you out of the hand of those that you are afraid of. 
Deliverance. Say deliverance. Psalm 116 verse 8 says, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. If God has delivered us from falling, we don't have to. If God has delivered us from falling, we don't have to. Why do we fall? Watch this. We choose to. We choose to. Now, except for Nicole's girls, we're all adults here. We all know. Because when does sin start? In the mind. It starts right there. And how does it continue? When you entertain it. You know, when pastor gets up and says, he'll just say sometimes out, he's out driving or something like that, and the devil brings a thought in his mind. He'll say, no, I can, can I tell you it works? Because I've done it. I've done it. It works. But tell the enemy no. Well, he'll come back 20 seconds later. Tell him no again. How many times do I have to tell him no? As many times as it takes for you to have victory. I'm talking about deliverance today, church. I'm talking about he will deliver me. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Mine eyes from tears and my feet from falling. You don't have to fall. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12, 13 says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which, <laughs> which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now I read that verse to read 13. Who hath delivered, somebody say delivered. Delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Let me read it to you, what the original word is. Who hath rescued us from the power of darkness? Anybody been rescued? Okay, three or four or five of us. Okay, anybody been rescued? Listen, we have got enough of what God has done for us to be, to be more excited than winning $500 million in the lottery. But if someone told me I won $500 million in the lottery, I'd be bouncing off the walls. I would, even though half of it's going to go to taxes. We need to be excited about the kingdom. Because if we're excited about the kingdom, see, excitement, excitement spreads. Excitement permeates the atmosphere, right? So thank God that we are rescued. Let's do it again. Blessing. Anointing, power, victory, protection, healing, deliverance. And I'm going to give you one more for tonight. And some of you just may just spaz right out. Okay? Prosperity. And I've told you this before. I've told the congregation several times before. I really get tickled. And I tell you what, as far as I'm concerned, until Jesus comes, Chris... You'll be taking the pastor's offering on Pastor's Appreciation Day till Jesus comes. Just want you to know that, okay? Because the Lord gives him something every year that is absolutely amazing. I didn't embarrass you, did I? Okay. Just, I'll tell Pastor Richard that. That way he won't worry about it. But when I get up and I start talking about money, you know, you can almost see it in, you know, in your mind's eye how people, mm-hmm. because one of two things are happening. Either they're not paying their tithes and they know they're supposed to, or they did buy that big screen TV when they were supposed to pay the tithe. Thank you, Perry. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. See, listen. Now, listen. My goal, pastor's goal, everybody, the, the board, our, our goal is to have a 100% tithing church. 
100% tithing church. Do you know how many people globally, worldwide pay their tithe? Percentage-wise? That's not a victory sign. 2% globally of the church world pay their tithe. 2%. Now, we're more than that. We used to be even more than, you know, more than what we are now. But I want to encourage you. Listen, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Okay? There are, there are things you have to have money to live. Okay? Now, I'm not telling you mortgage or tithe. Mortgage or tithe. You make that decision. Okay? Angie and I made the decision a long time ago, mortgage or tithe. tithe because we know God is faithful. Okay? We know God is faithful. Before Angie and I got, and I tell this story all the time, before Angie and I got married, you know, I just wasn't the best with money. You know? And, and I, I say this to my shame, but I'm not ashamed of it anymore because it was 35 years ago. So I, had a, I wrote a check for $1.47 one time. It bounced. It bounced. And I... I've told Pastor what it was for, but I won't tell you what it was for. It's for a can of hairspray. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was. See, I used, back in the day, I used to have a, you know, and I wanted it so-so, you know. So I paid $25 for a can of hairspray. <laughs> and I'm telling you that to tell you this, that I know, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be close to bankruptcy. I know what it's, clo- what it's like to be thinking, well, okay, I may have to file bankruptcy, Okay. But the Lord saw me through it. And I tell, I've told you this before, too. When Angie and I were dating, and I tell you what, I am so grateful. And she's not in here, so I am so grateful that God gave me such a woman. I really am. She loves the Lord unequivocally. She loves me. She loves our children and grandchildren, and she loves the wildcats. And I think four and five are interchangeable. She can cook. I'm just saying. I, yes, Lord, I have got a gift from God. I do. But we sit down at her kitchen table one time, and we, we, we traded checkbooks. Now, for you that don't know that, there used to be a checkbook that you would write, and there would be a register where you'd write the checks down and then write the check. Okay? It's amazing to me, people that don't know what a check register is these days, long ago. So I'm flipping through her checkbook, and, 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 you know, and I got to her balance. <laughs> I just, her balance was $800. I thought she was the richest woman in the world. I really did. When she got mine, she started flipping through it, and there was minus, 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 minus. I'm saying that to say this. God has brought us through. And, and she always gets mad when I use this example. When we first got married, I told her, I said, because uh, you know, um, I'm trying to figure out if I was working two jobs at that time or not. But anyway, uh, she would handle the finances. And when I started working uh, here part-time, she had to handle them because I didn't have time with the other job. <clears throat> and I said, honey, I don't, I don't care to handle the finances. I just don't let me see a pink slip come through the mail. Anybody know what a pink slip is? It's that, oh, I'm sorry, you, they're online these days, aren't they? Okay. Well, back in the day, when you had a check return and it bounced, the bank would send you a pink slip in the window envelope, and the minute I saw the pink, I knew what had happened. So I opened that pink slip. It says, okay, your dollar and 47 
check bounced, and we're charging you $25 for it. And not only that, but you have to go to the store where you wrote the check, and they're going to charge you another $25. Okay? So that's what those were. Well, when we first got married, and we were living in, um, anybody know who Joyce Charles is? She had a house on Linden Avenue. We, we rented her house for the first six months or four months or how long when we first got married. I went to the mailbox, and guess what I saw? There was an envelope with that pink slip in it. Yes, I know, I know. And you know what it was? It was just a simple addition uh, error that she made. And you know what? I've not seen a pink slip since. And I, I'll tell you this, to her, to her, uh, her uh, credit, in, in balancing our checkbook, she balances our checkbook. And, and, you, and just for you that don't know, there's a statement that comes every month from the bank. And what it does is it lists all the checks you've written for that month. Am I right, guys? Okay. And, well, anyway, we get that every month. And she balances it every month to the penny. To the penny. And she won't stop until she finds it. I, I shared that one time with somebody I used to work with with the urban county government. And uh, I, I, I don't know, it inspired her so much. She went home, got in her catch-all drawer, got all her bank statements out for the last six or seven years because she had never balanced it to that. She had never balanced her checkbook to her uh, statements. So she went back through five or six years. She found $700 she never knew she had. I didn't get a penny of it. <laughs> Not a penny. But I'm saying this to say that. Let me, let me mention this one time, too. And the, you know, how many of y'all have credit cards? Okay. okay. Do y'all know how many credit cards you got? Okay. When I first started working in the urban county government, few years later, we hired this guy, and, and, and honestly, and I'm not kidding, bless his heart, he's, I don't know, six, seven years older now, and I'm not kidding, it's like his wife put a bowl on his head and just shaved it around, okay, and he offered this information, folks, I didn't ask him, we were talking about finances one time, he told me he had 22 credit cards, when I first started there, about five, four or five years after he started, we were talking about it, and I just, you know, I asked him, I said, well, so what's your credit card balance? $88,000. Credit cards. Credit cards. When I left there in 2016, his credit card balance was over $100,000. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Every month, he paid $2,700 in credit card payments. $2,700. And 1,500 of that was interest. 1,500 of that was interest. How many, how, how many of you all don't have a house payment that's $1,500? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Now, I don't advocate bankruptcy, but I looked at him. I said, you need to file bankruptcy. <laughs> but he didn't. He, he didn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> well, he doesn't run the government. But I'm saying all that to say this is it's God's will for us to prosper. And we're not going to really truly prosper the way God wants us to until he has our money, our treasure. And I can say that from experience. I can say that from experience. The Bible says in 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Now, that's good. That's well. Prosper. All that. Until you realize that the word prosper there means 
Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest succeed in business affairs. How many know that includes money? Because when you succeed in business affairs, then that turns into cash because you're successful. And be in health even as thy soul succeeds in business affairs. Same word. It's God's will for us to prosper. Job chapter 37 verse 11 says, If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in best, better, bountiful. They shall spend their days in cheerfulness. They shall spend their days at ease. They shall spend their days in favor, in fine, F-I-N-E, in gladness, in graciousness, in joyfulness, in kindness. See, that's what that word prosperity means there. It means they'll spend their days in loving, in merry, in pleasant pleasure, in preciousness, in sweetness. And the last word, are you ready? In wealth. It is God's will for us to prosper, church. We just got to get things in order. We just got to get things in order. And I'll, I'll leave you with these scriptures. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 16 through 17. And I read 16 to get to 17. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it, saith the Lord of hosts, and a line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. Cry yet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity. Somebody say prosperity. Okay, somebody else say prosperity. Prosperity. My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad, and the Lord shall comfort, yet comfort Zion, and shall yet choose Jerusalem. Watch this. Now keep in mind that the word prosperity in verse 17 here is the same one in Job chapter 36 verse 11 of bountiful cheerfulness and pleasant and sweet and wealth. Verse 17 in the New King James Version, and he doesn't have that there because I didn't give it to him. Again proclaim, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities shall again spread out through prosperity. The way that we spread the gospel out is through the prosperity of the Lord, through his people. It is God's will for us to prosper, to propagate the gospel. And in turn, he doesn't mind his children having things as long as they don't come before him. And the church said, amen. Again, proclaim, New King James Version, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, my cities shall again spread out through prosperity. The Lord will again comfort Zion and again will again choose Jerusalem. It is God's will for you to prosper. Well, then how come I'm not? Go back to the beginning and find out what's going on. Whenever you lose something of great value, what do you do? You search for it where? Everywhere until you find it. One day I had come home and Angie had, uh, for some, some reason she had dropped her uh, diamond earring or the diamond, the diamond out of the earring or the, the earring itself. 
and she, she looked frantically. She looked frantically. She couldn't find it. When I come home, she asked me to look frantically. We looked under the bed and all this sort of thing. And it turns out Jacob came later, and he was the superhero, and he found it under the bed that we had looked in, which I was grateful for. But it was something of value, and it meant something to her. Catch that. The gospel is something of value, and it means something to us. So, blessing, come on, blessing, anointing, power, victory, protection, healing, deliverance, prosperity. I encourage you to start saying those things. Speak those things over you. And let me tell you, once your kids get on their their own, you want to see them prosper and be in good health and all those things. And you want to speak those things. And just because they're out of your house doesn't mean you're not the father. Doesn't mean you're not the mother. You still have the authority to speak over your family. And I encourage you to do that. I encourage you. we got three more to do. Now, next Wednesday night, we're not going to have service because it's Christmas Eve Eve. And it just would not be beneficial for us to have service that night because how many people are going to be Christmas shopping, right? So there will not be service next Wednesday, okay? But we'll finish this up the last Wednesday of the year unless pastor wants it, but being the last of the year and whatever. But I encourage you to speak these things, Okay. This Sunday, this is going to go out over social media. This Sunday, we're having the 11 or 10:30 service. This Sunday would have been communion at the cradle, okay? With the COVID demonic saying we're not going to be able to do that, but we're going to meet here at 10:30. They'll not be nine o'clock. They'll not be 10 o'clock. We'll meet at 10:30, and we'll have a, a regular service. But we'll have a couple of, of features going on, and we'll have communion. We're going to have ushers that are going to hand you a gloved hand gloved uh, the the self-contained uh, grape juice and wafer, okay? So we invite you to be a part of that. Sunday night, be here, night of Christmas music. Anybody ever been to that before? Do you enjoy it? Yeah. We're going to have a pate. Yeah. We are going to, aren't we, Sister Hall? We are going to have a pate, mm-hmm. and you're, you're, it's, it's going to be fun. So we invite you to be a part of it. It's going to start at 6. They're going to put it on Facebook, but don't stay home because of Facebook. It ain't the same. I mean, I'm glad we have that avenue, but how many know it's not the same? Amen. Stand with me, would you please? Thank you for listening today to The Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.